Welcome to another live and in the flesh edition of Seishura, Music Explorers podcast, as always. I'm Scoot Magoo. I'm Jim Jam. Did you like that, you like that pregnant pause? Yeah. I've been, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, uh, it, it actually took me by surprise for a second. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like it's it's weird to do over Skype because you'll just think there's something wrong, <laughs> something wrong with the connection. So in person, <laughs> you, can, you can physically see me pausing and it's like a little bit. Yeah. Um, but as you... You probably have guessed because we're in the flesh. We went to Bull Moose. We traded in some CDs and uh, books and got some credit and got some good stuff. Uh, I will say, I feel like the last few times we've gone, you've talked about how it's so hard to find stuff. And yeah. I feel like I haven't, this is the first time I've really felt that where I was just looking over stuff and I, I just, I mean, I, I I used all the credit that I turned in, but I was like, man, I... I in past I've had much more, yeah, much better hauls. I was, so. uh, I mean, I don't know if you can date. This is the least amount of money. Yeah, I did. I did, I did notice that. Yeah. yeah, in a long time. Uh, part of that is because I just don't want to buy that much more music, like unless it's really, really compelling. Yeah, you know, because I, I, I feel like I want to, I want to take what's in my collection already and and really just get to know that more because i think there's a lot of stuff that like only gets cursory listens as yeah. a result but i mean also there just wasn't there wasn't really a lot there for me this time around i think part of it just because of how much specifically because like when i order stuff online from bovus I've, I've found all types of stuff yeah like i, I, I don't have this problem overall i think just because of how in flux salem has been Oh Over yeah, the last several months. That... Less less several years. Yeah, really. Yeah, that too. But yeah, so I'm guessing that's what contributed to it. However, I still found some cool stuff, and yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So, well, why don't you start us off? Yeah. So uh, this is another purchase that I had sold at one point and decided to rebuy. <laughs> um, I think is was very much a case of comparing it to the album that came before. But the more I thought about it, the more I felt nostalgic for some of the songs, and I decided to give it another shot. And it is AFI, Crash <laughs> Love. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just it just wasn't... Uh, like, I got into AFI both with their earlier punk stuff, but obviously with, like, December Underground and yeah. Miss Murder, Love Like Winter and whatnot. And Crash Love was just very... It was kind of a much more straightforward alt-rock record, but it had some really, really good... Um, like Medicaid's a really good song, Beautiful Thieves, uh, Veronica Sawyer Smokes, which is kind of a bad name, but that's okay. What was it? Uh, Veronica Sawyer Smokes. Uh, okay. So whatever whatever that means. Well, I, um, I feel like it's like you, you can't be like a pop punk band and not have like a bunch of weird yeah, track names. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I remember liking, I think it was at a phase where I was like, I enjoy this, but I, I shouldn't. Like I was very much, I think I've 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 really moved past that. The whole idea of um, like this is not this is not the music I listen to. Like yeah, but the music you listen to is what you like, and I just I would often ignore that because I was you know like I listen to metal and experimental music and blah. <laughs> and I think I don't know. I just I've been looking at it the last several times we've gone to Bomos and I finally pulled the trigger. So I, have you ever? bought something like have you ever had to rebuy something like more than once 
Um, I don't. I think. I don't think so. I can't think of an example. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming you could think of an example. Um, <laughs> I don't know actually. Oh, because I mean, a lot of the stuff that I was like quote unquote ashamed of listening to. Um, I never really owned in the first place, you know, mm-hmm. like something like Lincoln Park's Meteora. Like, yeah. I never had a copy of that until like the last year or something. Yeah, you know, because it was just I, like I borrowed it from a friend. Um, yeah, I don't really have that. But I mean, I have had to rebuy stuff before. But yeah. I, I'm wondering how many times people have done that dance before. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm young enough when I think about like the scope of when I collected music that. Maybe down the line, like as I get even older, like there'll be a, a period where I'll sell something and like, get back into it. Uh, but I feel like, I feel like I've kind of reached the, like I've, I feel like I've leveled off of my musical evolution. Like I get, when I think back to the way like things have ebbed and flowed over time, this mm-hmm. is the most just kind of like, I like what I like. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I get you. I mean, I, I can, I mean, a bunch of the stuff I sold today in terms of CDs, like, in some ways, I don't really know if I'd regret it because I don't know. Like I looked at it and I'm like, I don't really listen to these. I don't really like these. Like especially like I feel like I I hate to like throw shame at anybody. I think it's maybe more of a it's more on me than it is them. But I think every single thing I've bought from Squidco, I have sold. Mm. Um, at least when I've bought it, like and I don't even don't know the artist beforehand. So yeah. like I have a couple like. Like, there's a Coltrane album. There's, like, a live Coltrane album. There's, like, a live Aylor album. But, like, that's it. Like, I, yeah. I've I've spent, you know, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, maybe? Yeah. And no, but probably probably around a hundred at, at Squico. And I've just, yeah. It's just not, none of it has just kept me. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to get my book out of the way because I bought a book. Okay. And it is uh, The Doctrine and Ritual of High Magic by LFS Levy. <laughs> so uh, it's like a, an occult text um, about ceremonial magic um, by a practitioner of it from like a couple centuries ago, I want to say. Um, 1854. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. he. I don't know that much about him. Actually, there's a book uh on my shelf called the occult by colin wilson that's a really great read it's really long but it's really good but he has a little section on lfs levy um i've i i've seen this before bonus but the last couple times i haven't and so when i saw it i'm like okay i'll I'll, I'll do it i'll buy it nice not sure if it's gonna be great but uh it'll be interesting i've always interesting yeah i've always found like ceremonial magic and like you know esoteric studies to be like aesthetically interesting yeah um as opposed to you know i guess philosophically but it's not really something i partition you know it's not really something that i i have an avid interest in believing in yeah um but i think you could make the case that a lot of it is metaphorical to some extent um but i mean that's always a uh it's a point of contention yeah with a lot of scholars that i've seen that you know like oh like it's all supposed to be secret you know is you're not supposed to know it because it's you know it's all wrapped in mystery because it's not actually real or you know what happens yeah like 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 alchemy is a big one for that that people are like oh yeah it's not real it's like it's supposed to be like a metaphor for the soul's journey or whatever and it's like but then there are people who are like oh it is real yeah okay just who gives a fuck (laughs) but anyway 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, kind of wish I'd, I I was looking for fiction. Oh, I didn't really see a lot there. Um, I was really hoping that there'd be something, you know, in terms of like a novel or yeah. what have you to get, but it is what it is. Say it Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so what do you... Uh, I've been wanting to get something from this band for a while. Um, kind of around the same time that I, I bought, uh, I forget the name of the album, but it's kind of the premiere Demon Boy Year album. Oh, I was looking for Enter in Darkness Triumphant. Uh, I think so. it's one. It's one with it's like green. It has the guy in the throne. Yeah, yeah that's it's really good. But obviously, there's another well-known symphonic black metal band that came out around the same time and wanting to get into it as well. Uh, they had what I think a lot of people think is their best, and I figured since I had some money to work with, I'd get it. Cradle and Cradle of Filth. <laughs> Dusk and Her Embrace. Um, I think their debut, which the name has escaped me right now, is also considered, you know, is widely celebrated. This one, based on Rate Your Music, was, I think it was the highest rated and or had the most ratings. So, I don't know. Definitely, I, I was looking to get into them earlier in their career when mm. they were a little, a little fresher, a little rawer. I think once they a little less cringe. Almost. Yeah, like once they they start getting a following, and especially some of their some of their newer stuff. I think I bought one of their newer albums at one point. Yeah, I remember um, you owning that. I yeah. remember borrowing that, and I was like, "This is this is fine." Yeah, it just it didn't have it just. And we've talked about this before, where certain artists, like obviously they are older, but like they just sound old. Like it just sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like the, what their typical songwriting would sound like, except like it just it sounds a little, little tired, a little yeah. less less inspired. So I'm hoping this has that kind of. Oh my gosh! What? It's the wrong CD. Oh my god! Yes. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, that's never happened to me. But it's hate breed. It's better. It's better than Cradle oh, of Oh, wow, Phil. that's never happened to me at uh, Bulmos before. I've had that happen. Uh, oh. Or, well, I, I, I bought a copy of Tangerine Dreams Zeit once, and it didn't have a second disc in it. Oh, man. All right, I'll have to figure that out. Uh, I mean, I, all you have to do is just go back there with your, yeah. and, and just tell them they, they done fucked up. Oh, I don't know if I feel like doing that today, but I, I guess I should. Yeah, I should just do it today. I mean, I, I'd go, I'd go for you, but uh, no, I'll, I, I'll, I don't think I could pass for you. So it's like a kind of beat up too, like this specific Apreed CD. That's really funny that that we just did that live in the, the podcast. All right, yeah. Well, all right. Well, now I'm gonna like you, you, you can't <laughs> fake it, man. I'm gonna check all of those. Yeah, just you, in you case. probably should. I, I, oh. I've, I've just done a thing where like I, I will try to check yeah. all of the, um, like the, the quality of the discs yeah. because after buying that Nile CD. Uh, a few weeks ago from them and yeah. having it be unplayable yeah. in my CD player I uh, I ended up buying a new brand new one yeah. uh, because I just wanted the album that yeah. much but um, yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I just it's difficult to trust for with new CDs yeah. um, the, the, that's genuinely the first time that actually killed my whole my whole stream of con- or stream of thought about talking about them. <laughs> I don't even know what Hatebreed album this is. Uh, let me see if I can quickly look it up. But yeah, I mean, if this were the Cradle of Filth album I wanted to buy, I was looking forward to um, looking forward to checking out if the you know if the kind of 
Because I think the main difference... Oh, and the best part is it's a hate breed album I already have. So, <laughs> That's funny. Um, but uh, the difference with, with them and Dimo Brigier and I think why they kind of... Uh, um, they kind of caught on a little bit more mainstream is they brought in like gothic metal influences. They kind of were a little bit more ex- quote-unquote extreme metal and they had the whole like... you know, Victorian lit, like yeah. that, that kind of theme, which... I guess like a lot of goth girls are really into Danny Filth, which I mean, good good for them. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess you could do worse. Yeah, it's just, it's I mean, especially among like you know black metal musicians, yeah, that's right? True. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Let's see uh, this album. Uh, oh yeah, so Arv- uh, Arvo Part. Uh, this is uh, Berliner Messe. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it is. Uh, I don't know. I it, I think it's what it says um, organ and orchestra and singers. So there you go. Uh, choir and string orchestra. And I think there's a couple organ pieces. I don't know. Um, I just whenever I uh, come across some Arvo part music that I don't already own, I pick it up because I've really yet to listen to something from him that I I don't like really enjoy. Um, and I can't really say that a lot about. Uh, a lot of composers, especially kind of like composers in his sort of field of, I don't even know what I guess minimalism mm. kind of, but not really and yeah so, yeah um yeah, yeah just a cool little cool little thing I, I saw they actually had um uh, this compilation of Steve Reich's early works so like they had like come out and play and like clapping music and mm-hmm. a couple things like that, but the uh, the liner notes were like you, you could see that they were kind of like bubbly where like I think there was some water damage yeah. and I'm like I I don't I don't really want to buy that yeah I I don't I don't blame you yeah um I feel like I feel like there was an episode where I listened to Arvo I don't remember uh, are you thinking of Sequentia? Maybe, or at least like it, on my own, I listened to Arvo Part at one point, and I actually really, I really, yeah. It, so I, I mean, I think you know Arvo Part's amazing. I just like the way the way he's able to just bring like this. I don't know, like it, it, it it's kind of like he divorces like Christian, you know, hymns of like their like religious nature almost, but keeping like the spiritual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he writes a lot of religious music, like a lot of Christian music and stuff like that. But yeah. um, it, it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't, I don't know, th- th- there's kind of like the spiritual basis of it that doesn't feel like it's trying to pull you in any direction. Yeah. As much as it is trying to get you in touch with like sort of the divine. Yeah, th- th- That's kind of why I like Hildegard von Bingen mm-hmm. because she just, she had that quality to her that it was just like, it, it didn't, doesn't matter your creed. Yep. That it was just like it is powerful music nonetheless, which I think a lot of contemporary religious music you can't really say the same. Yeah, you can't divorce the two. Yeah, it's or at least it's difficult. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, I have an EP next. An EP, an app. An EP, but actually there's a number of uh, number of tracks. So this is the first national EP, Cherry Tree. Okay. Um, I got really into the national last year, and I guess this is it's seven tracks, which is on the higher end. And I don't, 
I don't see anything on here where like one of them's alive. They all seem like genuine songs, but yeah, I I don't know anything about this release. I actually didn't know anything about their EP releases. I guess they only did two. Have only done two. Um, it's so weird. I like that. It just like there are some bands who have like a gazillion EPs. Yeah, and, and then there are some that have one or two, like uh, Alice in Chains, and then there are some that just have none. I think it's um, it's something it's something that uh, Kurt Ballou said is oh it doesn't really work because yeah, like to your point some he said that some people some bands get stuff out of their system early on you know and Converge just happened to like the early part of their career pre Jane Doe is still part of uh, Converge's career but if you think about some bands yeah they have EPs dispersed throughout. Yeah, like uh, they might be giants. Love you know they fucking love EPs. <laughs> they, yeah, or like they, I, yeah. at the drive-in has yeah. a bunch of EPs, and they only have three albums. I guess so. it, it. Yeah, I mean it depends on your. Do you just want to get, like this? You know, your creative. Like you just you want to get it out there. Do you you know? Or would you rather like kind of save it up for an album? I don't know. It depends. Yeah, but... I mean, I, I hate classifying these type of things sometimes, but I, I feel like. Almost everything I've ever released as my own music has been probably more akin to an EP because I just don't give a shit enough to, to actually like create something that's album length. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least the stuff I have has not always been great. Um, anyway, let's see. At random. Oh, Metallica and Justice for All. Really? Yeah. Really yeah, I, that you don't you don't already have that. I know. Uh, and it's really surprising that I don't have a copy of this already. Uh, but I don't. And this is actually the only Metallica album that I'm missing out of the ones that I actually want to buy. Out of, yeah, out of the, good, the good ones. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's a nicer way of putting yeah. it. But yeah. Well, uh, I, th- I think we'd cut it off at different points. Like, wait, what, where in their discography stop being interesting? I mean, for me... Oh, you know what? I, I might get Kill Em All. So for me, it'd be... So Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, uh, Injustice for All, Black Album, uh, Death Magnetic. Are the ones you, ones you care about? Yeah. I haven't really listened to Death Magnetic that much. But... People really don't like it sometimes. like I, I, Because they, they think the production's bad. And I'm like, it, it's it's a little clean for sure, but I don't know. It's just really not... It's I don't know. I, yeah. it, it's certainly not their best, but I, I really connected with that album. I think it's because it was like the first Metallica album that came out like when was I was new yeah yeah like when yeah. I was cognizant of them and so I ended up listening to it a lot um mm-hmm. you know it's it, still not their best but still I mean I, I was I was probably more into this album actually in high school than any other Metallica album because of the whole like you know the whole cover with like you know the the Statue of Justice you know and just I mean I because I, I had like a I don't know if you remember this because we, we we really only met like near like the end of yeah. my time at, at in high school. But like I had a kind of like pseudo political thing going when high school. Um, you know, it, it, it's like right around the time, like probably right before, ironically, um, Occupy Wall Street was mm. a thing, and I was just really mad about a lot of things, and uh, so I would quote liberally. From this album specifically like go. from the title track yeah yeah uh so how i, I mean my, my art teacher put up with me <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's just say like that just all the stuff i drew she put yeah. up with me um yeah it just brings me back you know we were talking in the car earlier about um oh just uh, like certain 
certain things that you can't unhear in yeah. an album. And you, you were talking about Vincent Bennett's uh, delivery. Yeah. This album is a perfect example of that because the production on this thing is so bad. <laughs> and I'm not one to fuck around with production, like to, to criticize it. But like, I think they purposefully turned down Jason Newstead's bass. I, th- I think they admitted, or at least that there's some... There's some credible, you know... Yeah. Something credible to that. But there's, like, this strange, like... I don't know if it's, like, an audio bleed or, like, like a sucking type of sound that I can't unhear after listening to the majority of this album. Hmm. Like, and... But that being said, I mean, I still love this thing. I mean, there are just some great tracks. I'm thinking Dyer's Eve is really great. Um... I mean, one is is probably the highlight of this thing. Blackens really good. Title tracks really good. Uh, you know, there are some less great cuts. I mean, I think is it is it Fraid's and Insanity that has either the oh we oh oh I forget I I I still listen to Ride the probably of of their albums Ride the Lightning the most I yeah why. that I connected with that one but uh, I think I probably listen to Master of Puppets the most yeah either that or Death Magnetic but I mean I was always a little obsessed with this thing anyway. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Well, around the same time, but in different ballparks, NWA straight out of Compton, which yeah. obviously you. Yeah. Um, Tell them where you're from. <laughs> so many, uh, you know, straight the title track, fuck the police, uh, gangsta, gangsta, express yourself. Um, man, there's so many good songs in this. It's kind of funny how popular express yourself is, like, because like it gets like decent play you know like I, i've heard it like in commercials before yeah i mean it's it's a it's, it's just funny for for a band called nwa and you know for, what, is, what does that stand for again i, I you know yeah. I, you're gonna have to remind me yeah um, i don't know about that yeah um but they uh yeah i mean i don't really know what more i can add to the <laughs> to the discourse but yeah really seminal uh hip-hop group um, oh, wait, can you look up now? Because I, I'm still pretty sure this was their only album. Yeah, um, I can. Because but, I, yeah, we, we were talking about this earlier. I'm, I'm, I thought this was their only album because they just kind of didn't bother doing anything else. Um, obviously, this was their. Uh, oh, they. Well, I, yeah. So they did have another studio album. I don't really want to read it aloud. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it it, it I, I I don't think it was as well received. Yeah, I, um, I I didn't even know it existed. So um, it's kind of like you know I don't know. It's just it's like every Wu Tang album after Thirty Six Chambers. Like it's just like, who cares? In in some respects. Yeah, I I guess this one was uh, known for being like even more. Like misogynistic, a lot more sexist. <laughs> That's probably why it didn't endure as well, because it's one thing to, um, you know, like fight the power, you know, fuck the police and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I don't. That was something that uh, Lauren noticed about. I think I had on a Dr. Dre album, the two thousand one. After a while, she's like, "Can we shut this off? It's yeah. fucking terrible." Oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> How's that for audio? People coughing. Yeah. Over it. Um, I was I I was in bed one morning, just kind of laying there, and I was looking up uh, funkadelic songs and yeah. stuff like that. And I put on uh, George Clinton's Atomic Dog, which watch the music video for that if you ever get the chance. Mm. It's insanely weird. Uh, but I, I don't know if you know this, but they 
like a lot of hip hop acts have sampled Atomic Dog or really? referenced it in some respect. Huh. And so I was looking up that there was a YouTube video that actually kind of like played a couple of that like either reference it or sample it directly. So like you got Tupac, you got Dr. Dre, but like a bunch of them are just are just saying like bow wow wow yippee oh yippee yeah. It just in reference to it. And it's just so funny. Like I just think that is like one of the funniest phrases to say. Bow wow wow yippee oh yippee It's catchy. Yeah. It really is. But they have it like slowed down so it's like bow wow wow yippee yo yippee And it's like, yeah, you are sure you you're badass, huh? You're, yeah, you're, you're a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see what we got here. I guess let's talk about this one first. Uh, oh, this isn't the one I expected, but um, Albert Ayler uh, at Slug Saloon. Uh, I don't really know this much about this. I remember seeing it on, on Wilmus's website uh, when I was looking around. And um, is this? Oh, I think this is like a double album. That's oh, interesting. That's cool. I don't think it needs to be, though. Uh, why is it? That makes no sense. Because I'm looking at... Oh, you know what? Okay, that does make sense. Because, the, yeah, CD1 is uh, 30, uh, 40, and CD2 is about 30. No, it's about 42. So, huh. Did not know that. Um, but, yeah, so I don't really know that much about this album. I think it's I think it's a live album. Um, but it's on ESP. No, isn't ESP disc? No, so, hmm. It's a couple different labels that are... Yeah, so I, I guess this is technically an ESP disc uh, release in some respects. And I don't know, I'm just really interested in that label because they're like a really early free jazz mm-hmm. label. Um, yeah, so and I think, yeah, there's a violinist on this thing too. Cool. Not, which is, I don't know, don't really expect that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like... Ayler can be kind of a hit or miss. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But, like, when he's on, he's really, really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's why I'm, I'm I'm curious in this thing. So, not to mention just, I don't know, I, this thing's, like, it just feels really solid. I yeah, don't know. They, it, does. it looks looks like a nice. Yeah. Of, yeah. It's an interesting little thing. I'm, I'm hopefully the, uh, the discs aren't too bad, but we'll see. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I, this one was really cheap. I've looked at it uh, a number of times, just like this release. Uh, you know, classic pop punk or, or kind of that era. Uh, Propagandi. Okay. Um, How to Clean Everything. Uh, pretty pretty beat up, which is probably why it was so so cheap. Actually, before I take it off, let me make sure that... Uh, it's the right, sorry, CD. Uh, what? I... Don't even know. <laughs> let me see it. It doesn't look like the right CD. I. But I don't even know. Yeah, let, 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 let me see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, we're doing this live. Um, some manufacturer broadcasting, copying, sampling. Sometimes you can. Does it say Zomba Music Publishing? Uh, it, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it does. This is Fat Records. Is the name of the. I don't see Zomba anywhere. Yeah, well, it, th- th- that's the publishing company, uh, which is which is different from the record label. I mean, that just that um, sort of, that just does not look like the right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you, you know, sometimes sometimes they, they don't always like show it. Like I, I, uh, they had like a 
you ever heard of Pansonic, the uh, the band? Yeah. They um, they had one of their CDs at Bull Moose, and it was like four bucks, and it looked really interesting, but I couldn't tell what side of the CD was supposed to be played or not, and I just I'm like I don't really know if I want to take a chance on like this right now. Yeah. I mean, I think the key is that it says unauthorized with an S, and propaganda are not British, so... Yeah, but sometimes you can have a British version Yeah. of an album. This just doesn't look like... I, I, I would say just play it. You, you know, I, afterwards, we'll, we'll, we'll stick it in my CD player. Yeah, we'll see if it sounds yeah. like propaganda. Yeah, anyway... I, I've never listened to propaganda. I just remember that, um, I think one of their later albums has that, that picture of the, uh, the roller coaster yeah. in the waves. Which, which, coincidentally, that poster for that album uh, used to be up at Bomo's. Like, uh, I remember seeing it all the time. Yeah. I mean, just a quick Google search. I mean, I, that, that can't be. That doesn't look like the right CD. Anyway, again, if I... <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, if I, if I had... If I... This was the right CD, and I didn't just lose my train of thought. Uh, I don't know. Th- these guys were a little bit more on the... Um, the punk end of the pop punk spectrum, I mean, kind of like, uh, I mean, Fat Rec, Fat, Fat Rec Chords is the, uh, I think they're either owned or heavily affiliated with uh, NoFX, which okay. is kind of the same deal. NoFX is pop punk, but much more on, like, the skate punk, like, more high energy. Yeah. Just, like, a little bit more accessible, a little bit goofier um, end of the, the spectrum. So it was really cheap. I was excited to check it out. Don't know if it's the right disc, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, trying to... Man. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like um, Bouncing Souls. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember buying buying the first Bouncing Souls album. I was, like, not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was more just, like, it wasn't really my thing. Mm. Um, all right, so my final album. If I can get to it. Uh... Absence time. Ooh, ooh, that's a good pick. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it, it. It's been there. I think every time we've gone for a long time now. Um, I was kind of hesitant because I kind of wanted to buy like all three of Piran's albums. Yeah. All at once, uh, especially Mother of Virtues, just given how high of praise you've given it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a good album, and I'm like, you know what? I got. I I, I had a lot of store credit, so why not just go for it? Very good. Yeah. Uh, it'll be an interesting listen again. The only thing is just like, it's not exactly one of those albums that, uh, I desire to put on all the time. Yeah. Cause just like, it's, it's, it's a heavy listen. It is. You know, it's, it's just a lot. You're being bombarded with a lot of stuff all at once. Yep. Uh, and it's like an hour long. So it's just like, I mean, I, I had, um, I had that Neptunia maximalism album on yesterday and like that took. Yeah, that's like two hours right there. Yeah. And it was like, I, I loved listening to it, but it's like, that was the only thing I listened to yesterday. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, it's just, a yeah, it, it's a lot. You know, it's not something like this that I can just put on all the time. Yeah, so. I feel you, but it's definitely a good album. Yeah. Uh, my last two, I swear to God, if one of these CDs is wrong. Um, <laughs> I, but... I, I, pardon me, like, Kind of hopes it would be is. amazing. Like I, I felt, I feel like I haven't really talked that much because I just been totally derailed. So. Yeah. But, um, I bought one, the, the album from this band that I knew most when I was in high school 
when I was, you know, I was on Discogs, I was looking for something, and I just looked through the seller, and they had a ton of really cheap CDs. I think it might have been Red Scroll. I forget, but I bought, bought a ton of, like, like two, three dollar CDs, and this was one of them, and so I kind of was in the mood for some high-energy, like, melodic metalcore. I got a couple Unearth CDs. Ah. Oh, so the one okay. I like is, it's like the guy, like, melting into sand. Yeah, the march. Yeah, the march, which has, I forget what song is on that that I really like. Yeah, I, I, um, I remember there being a song on that that I was yeah. really into, too. Okay, so, so far, so good. So I got uh, In the Eyes of Fire. And then uh, Darkness in the Light. Ah, uh, so uh, there we go. So I was hoping that they got the Oncoming Storm. I love the album cover for the Oncoming Storm. Uh, these are the only two. I think yeah. they might have had another one that was brand new, but these were. Uh, they've always had really good, or a pretty good album. Yeah. Art. Uh, they've always been pretty interesting. Yeah. So definitely, like that kind of era. I've really been looking for. Uh, some darkest hour. I don't know. I just I, they had darkest hour there. Uh, they didn't have, they didn't have the ones I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I know. I when when I saw it, I was like, oh man, I remember that and like the whole um, John Baisley cover one. Yeah, yeah. like, I, like there's one. There's a couple. Um, I think there's one I sold where I was like, I'm not in the metalcore anymore, and and now I'm like, you know, getting back into it. But uh, yeah, I just I really like the high energy, um, like. It, it doesn't necessarily have the um, the huge technicality or, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily as fast as, you know, like melodic, like actual melodic death metal. But, you know, I, I don't know. The, the Unearth yeah. can give them a run for their money. Sometimes. Well, I meant like, like Blast Beats and one. I don't think they really, yeah. or I'm thinking of, you know, like Azalea Dying, Darkest Hour. I think it's more, you know, they rely on, on like the metalcore end, you know, some, some, some kind of thrashy elements, but... Um, Definitely, definitely when you're looking for just like a, like a fast, melodic whipping. Whipping. This is, uh... Cool whip. I've been, uh, I've been binging through Family Guy. Yeah. And we got to, we got to that episode, and it's, uh, there's a lot of good lines. Oh, there's so many good lines. Yeah. yeah. That ruined. Yeah, ruined. <laughs> what do you call ancient Greek romance? Ruins, of course. <laughs> what is this night? Oh, this night is ruined. <laughs> I, I like later in that, uh, episode... When, uh, Brian, you're acting weird. It's like, that one doesn't even have an Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, Wait, man. me and my, uh, me and my dad, we were talking, I, I know, this is, you probably have an idea where this conversation was, uh, we were talking about Malcolm X this morning. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, father and son yeah, talking about just... Malcolm X. <laughs> um, but it reminded me of that, that episode where Peter, uh, he discovers he has a black ancestor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and he says, well, he says something like, you know, Fraggle Rock, did, you know, we didn't land on Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock landed on us. Yeah. <laughs> and I just find that so funny. Oh, man. There's uh, definitely some some good lines. I it, Very much a, a lot of, uh, wow, I can't believe they would not have gotten away with that. Oh, like, they, they were... In, they, they, they get away with much worse now. Yeah, but they were in, I think they've earned that, like, cultural capital where if, like, a new... Like a brand new series debuted and tried to do some of the things they did. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Like, like they're they've kind of earned, yeah. Like that kind of wave of shows. I, like, I don't even know if it's like that they earned it though. Like, I, I think it's more like, I, I, I think a lot of you know a lot of these people who are you know I, I mean let's like politically correct. Yeah. Sort of, you know, mob mentality sort of thing. Like, I feel like those people are just they just don't care enough to because it's just like. Like it's it's almost like they're like a lost cause. It's like yeah, you know that's yeah, Family Guy. You know what do you what do you what do you what do you expect? yeah? 
Like, like Family Guy, South Park, they've kind of... It's... South Park has kind of cleaned up their act, I thought. Oh, really? I, I haven't... I, uh... I thought, anyway. I was honestly... That's like, I've heard. Maybe it's a hot take. I was never that into South Park. I, I loved South Park in high school. Like, yeah. I I watched that. Because they had... um. I can't believe we're talking about this on a music podcast. <laughs> um, they, they, they used to stream all of their episodes for free. On their website, mm. uh, way before like Hulu. That was the thing, yeah. Yeah, but, like back when Hulu used to be free. Yeah. Um, they used to have, but it was just on their own website. Yeah. Um, and so I watched every episode of that many, 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 many times. Uh, but yeah, like after a while, it, it, I don't know. I, I just lately it hasn't been great. So I just I stopped watching like five years ago at least. Um, and frankly, just. I don't know about you, but when I'm watching TV, I don't want to be reminded of all the shittiness in the world. Yeah, I feel like that, that was... I mean, they really took a, the definitive turn at one point where... Yeah, it was, it was just like, what does everybody be mad at this week? Yeah, and they they were they started satirizing. Like, it was it, it moved well, very much in that... It, like, like huh. they were always satirical, but, like, it felt like they were more current events satirical. With like the like, like lately, you know, yeah. as opposed to like, I mean, I don't know if you remember the episode Cherokee hair tampons. No. Yeah, but it's like you know, just kind of making fun of like the new age movement because like they're literally selling like yeah. Cherokee hair tampons. Yeah. And like Tommy Chong voices one of one of the one of the quote unquote Native Americans yeah. who, who's supposed to be selling this sort of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great episode. But like, but that that th- that's very like. You could you could make that case today as you could in the nineties. Yeah. You know, whereas like this is like unless you're watching CNN every every day, like you're probably like not gonna yeah, enjoy I mean, this. It, it, it's part of that. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's. I mean, I feel like part of it is the just how absurd actual news has gotten at one point. Oh yeah. Like the whole. Have you kept on the whole Eminem saga? I know we're getting really no. What uh? How like. Well, we're bringing it back to music. Yeah, well, like, like first it was dumb. Because, oh no, like the candy M and M's. Oh, 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 we're oh. like M and like they. Were, I, I saw Fantano do some video on it. They were supposed to be. They said we're gonna make our, like our, candy M M&M and M figures more inclusive. So they, the big thing was like the two female M and M's. They, which again, this is so dumb. They like, one of them w- w- was wearing you, stilettos. You, you mean the anthropomorphic? Yeah, candies exactly. That... They made it so instead of stilettos, she's wearing like, like what, like more corporate heels and the other Eminem is wearing like just normal sneakers. So I didn't get at the start. I was like, what do you, what even is this? Like, what are you, what are you accomplishing? But then the, like a lot of people got upset because like, wh- like why can't the green Eminem be sexy anymore? Which like, what? <laughs> well, like sneakers can be sexy, but it, no, it was so weird. They were like, "Why are you like you're yeah. you're being PC about M and M's?" I'm like, "Why do you care about M and M's?" I, I mean, <laughs> they, like they, there are those people who are like, "Oh yeah, green M and M's sexy." It's like, I mean, it's 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 candy. Yeah, like you know, it, in, unless you're doing like a like a like a nude sculpture made of chocolate. Yeah, well, I, exactly. Like, I was like, I don't understand what my favorite was. Uh, Tucker Carlson. He like when he had a, when he's talking about it, he had a graphic where it said. Miserable non-binary candy is all we deserve. <laughs> like the thing is, is like he meant that totally seriously. Or like that's one of the most unintentionally funny things yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, but speaking yeah. of M and M's, Eminem is playing this year's halftime yeah. show, and I, he's I can't a wait to not watch it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I I just like 
I it, it felt like they they were just like we have no idea what to do this year. Dr. Dre. I mean, they just they got a bunch of big names. I mean, yeah, but it was just like, well, fuck it. We'll have like these three people go on. I think it'd be. I think it, yeah, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, and Mary J. Blige. So I didn't know Dr. Dre was there. Yeah, that's he's, surprising. He's the anchor. You know. Really. Well, just because he, I mean, he helped propel. Yeah, he, all of their careers. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, yeah. and uh, uh, Kendrick. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't know. But I think Mary J. Blige was just kind of doing her own thing. But. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I'm just like, it, it just seemed like such a, uh, I just don't know what they would even do, but I, I mean, l- l- like, can we just guarantee right now that it is, there's going to be something that people are going to meme about? Oh, is it, um, like, it's like when the whole Janet Jackson, that's like, what I was yeah, thinking, the, like, like yeah. it, it's going to be something like, like, like but yeah. maybe not to that point, but, um. Oh, actually, you know what? Kate, I I I kind of want to get albums a week, but before we forget, um, you know that that Outkast song, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Oh yeah, no, it's I am for real. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, Miss Jackson, that's by Jan Jackson. If you're I, okay, because I I was thinking, like, uh, well, what, 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 so what's the Outkast song then? It's Sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. Okay, because like I for some reason I used to. Wonder whether that was made before or after that. That oh, whole like Super Bowl it's thing, Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it came out before, but I don't know actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I that, that was just always something that I, I I don't really know that much about Janet Jackson or Outkast. So anyway, <laughs> just stupid stupid things that we're thinking about. This is why we should probably have a uh, a topic for most episodes. <laughs> So that kid, that was in two thousand. Okay. So it, it came up before because I remember. Because um, that was like two thousand four. Yeah, I think it was when the yeah Patriots were in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, it was it was, so, it was yeah. one of the Patriots. It was yeah. like one of like their streaks. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, oh, I will say what one last thing. Um, if South Park does an NFT episode, I want to watch it. <laughs> I I I just feel like I need to watch it now. Um, it's. it's that's such a ne- and obviously you know well I don't know if we want to yeah well I mean but, you know to, to yeah. just hint towards next week I guess yeah but I just it's so it's so interesting how polarizing it's become yet at the same time it's just what it actually is is just so obs- I'm like I don't know but but I the thing is that sentence can describe 99% of what is going on in current events nowadays. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't it, it's, know. <laughs> it's polarized. Everybody's fucking stupid yeah. about it. <laughs> and and the actual content of it seems to be just as stupid as the people fighting about it. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. Oh, man. It, it, it's like blind leading the blind, except that, you know, it's kind of a discredit to the blind <laughs> to compare <laughs> them to that. So... Oh, anyway, man. oh, I want to shout out quick to you because you gave me a bunch of CDs. Uh, some of these are real. I'm really looking forward to a lot. Of, like, I mean, not a lot. All of these. Um, this Anthony Braxton one is really interesting. I guess it's just yeah. It looks like he's just playing he's, monks. He's reinterpreting monks monk tracks. Yeah, that looks really cool. Residence Freak Show, uh, Mersbau, 1930, which I am really psyched about that because I have been really looking for some new Mersbau. And, uh, oh, you know, creme de la creme, 
popped Atari by boredoms that you were just like, fuck it, here you go. Yeah, because you were super stoked about it. I was. I I think part of the reason I was stoked was because I I was just like so surprised that you found like that just in a record store. Yeah, it was, I mean. Like, like, how does that even happen in fucking New Hampshire? Yeah. Someone. I'd be, yeah, at the same time, I had that with Coil, you know, a couple times. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so someone out there is, uh, it's given away all this experimental music, and I thank you. Yeah. No, um, absolutely. And I'll shout out, we kind of did a little swap. Um, Aesop Rock, Bazooka Tooth. Excited for Bazooka that. Bazooka Tooth, baby! I've, I've never listened to that one specifically. Um, it's it's interesting. It's actually one of Danny Brown's favorite albums. Ooh. Yeah. All right, and now I'm even more excited. Uh, American Football, the self-titled, that's one of those albums that everyone, you know, it's like a pitchfork staple. Yeah. I've just, I just, I've never checked it out. I I really didn't like it. I feel like it'll be more, it might be more my speed. Uh, Yeah. So I I think there's a chance. Uh, Black Delicious, which uh, I I vaguely know about. Yeah. I figure I I want to check it out. It's like pretty good alt hip hop. I I used to be really into it. Um, I kind of got I think I just listened to it too much. Yeah. Um, there's a really good track on that called uh, Chemical Calisthenics that is just like, he is just fucking fire on it. Nice. It is awesome to listen to. I'm looking forward to checking yeah. that out. Uh, Gore and Ohms by Deftones, which I think that completes my Deftones collection. There you go. So I don't perfect. know why you want Gore, but just to, I, just I guess to... it's, it's free. It's yeah, free CDs, yeah. so just, there you just go. Just to have it. Yeah. Uh, Rush Counterparts. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about that, but it's, I... I it's like they're doing like a little more of like a hard rock sort yeah. of thing. I kind of want to finish my, like, I think I might just do it organically over time, finish my Rush collection. Because I bought a ton after Neil Peart died. Yeah. I bought a ton of their stuff. I, um, I will say, like, because I've wanted to complete it before, but I I don't know. Like, there are just certain albums that I'm yeah. just like, I'm just not interested in. Like, um, Grace Under, not, not Grace Under Pressure, um, Cress of Steel. Like, I just don't want to listen yeah. to that again. I, I, I kind of want to give it another try at some point, but. Anyway, um, oh, what the, there's this one album that they came out with. I can't remember it now. Um, that was so like people hated the production on it so badly that they actually remixed it. Really? Um, yeah, about like a decade later, I can't remember the name of it. But um, I wanted to buy the remix version of that um, just because it's supposed to because it's supposed to be a good album. It's just like the production is just awful on it. Yeah. But I think that was more of like a loudness war type of yeah. production thing which i really couldn't give less of a shit either mm-hmm. way about um yes yeah, what, what were the uh the last ones? two yeah. soft machine third which we did i think we did a uh heavy vanguard on that way back in the day we might have uh, yeah but yeah i mean that's a staple it's like, like yeah. crowd rock right or, uh it, it, it's like considered oh, oh, uh, uh, canterbury yeah, Canter- yeah canterbury scene yeah but you mean the, those were all kind of going around at the yeah. same time yeah um, um and finally sun over terrestrials uh I think at the time, I think just because that was such a huge, well, I mean, maybe overstating a little bit, but like in terms of like that, like that scene, it was a big deal. They were collaborating, yeah. And I think just the end result, I want to listen to it with fresh ears a year, a few years later, because I yeah. think I, I think it was over. People hyped it up a lot, and then it didn't end up being like as you know transcendent as people made it out to be. I, I remember but, liking it. Yeah, um, it's just like. I just cannot remember the last time I listened to it. Like, yeah. it must have been over two years, yeah. at least. And uh, I'm like, I, I feel like, for me, I want to be able to listen to everything in my CD collection within the span of a year. Yeah. Um, or at least around that, you know? Whereas, like, there are certain things that just I just wasn't listening to. Yeah. You know? 
so yeah like like with deftones i'm like you know trying to like re-listen to gore again i was like uh like i i i pulled up some of it on um on itunes or not iTunes, apple music uh just to make sure i wanted to like get rid of them and like going through gore i was like okay no i need to get rid of this thing <laughs> like yeah yeah so i mean i look it, free cds enjoy them <laughs> yeah i'll take it i mean i, I remember when we did our uh deftones kind of just dis- dis- or not just disc- like discography episode yeah it was that, like tier yeah. list yeah when we I think we both felt the same because I never listened to Gore and it was, you know, sometimes when I listen to an album that fans hate or love and I like have the con, I'm like, really? Like this is either is not as good or as bad. I, that one I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I, I remember yeah. when, when it came out, I was still writing for Heavy Blog and uh, I was, I, I asked the guy who was reviewing it uh, what he thought of it, you know, before it came out and he's like, dude, it's, it's amazing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, you know, and I mean, I remember, I remember liking it when it came out, but like it really aged poorly, like in, yeah. in not much time. Either. I mean, Stephen Carpenter just doesn't even like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like famously, oh, yeah. that's one of my favorite. Uh, uh, I know I've mentioned a million times, but just love that he was talking about it like he was on the board of directors. Like I just, I don't know, I don't know what the company's doing. It's like, <laughs> you're in the band. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, but, I also you also let me uh, have uh, what. Mutant Theater by Anthony Pateras, which I've never heard of this, but it's a Zadik composer series release, and the uh, lineup looks... I don't really know anybody on it, but it, like, in terms of instrumentation, looks really interesting. Um, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Uplift Mofo Party Plan, which I'm, I'm... I really have not listened to, aside from Fight Like a Brave, so uh, that'll be fun. That was in, like, the $3 use. I think it was even cheaper... Because they were doing a sale, yeah. Uh, I think it was like Black Friday at Red Scroll, so it might have been like two fifty or yeah. something like that. And so uh, I got it. I mean, I thought it was cool, but yeah. I, I just felt like you you would probably. Well, I was gonna sell it just because I was like, yeah, you know. But yeah, um, fight like a brave. <laughs> but speaking of, uh, actually, it's a really good segue. Um, albums of the week. Yeah, uh, yeah, my album of the week. I'm not gonna do a big build up because we just talked about it uh no yokan by deftones oh, okay. uh, i know we listened for the the tears episode but you know i just was in the process of, of finishing out my deftones collection um and listening to it i mean i don't know if it's just in the honeymoon phase but i just felt like it was because i know it, it's considered one of their best by fit or like it's it's Is up it? it's up there or at least on rate your music it's it's in terms of like the new latter half of their career, it's ranked really highly. Yeah. I, um, I think it might even be above or, or really close to Diamond Eyes. I kind of see why. Like, I think I, I still prefer Diamond Eyes just yeah. because, like, the, you know, where, you know, I have some nostalgia for it and just it's sentimental for me. But it felt like a lot of the ideas on Deft, on uh, uh, Diamond Eyes were really well refined. On, yeah. Like, there was I, a lot, I think on Diamond Eyes, there were some, like, you know, this is mainly a heavy track. This is mainly a, a dreamy track. And there are a lot of songs in Koino Yokan that blend the two really, really well. Yeah, but uh, I, I found that it was at sort of I, I at the sacrifice of, of you know, I, I think overall the heaviness kind of takes a backseat. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, yeah they, they, I mean, like something like Leathers, you know, yeah. um, is a really good example of like, yeah, just being really like really heavy for, for Deftones. Yeah. And, 
I mean, I, I like a lot of the softer tracks on it. Uh, yeah. Like Burial. Or no, no, sorry. Entombed is. Entombed, is, yeah. I love the riff to that. Like, yeah. I think it's just so cool to listen to. Rosemary, to the yep. intro to Rosemary. Like, I that, that's one of those. I love playing that on guitar. Uh, but you have to, like, tune down. Yeah. To, like, because I think it's like a drop. Well, I think Stephen Carpenter plays in. Um, it's like an eight string. He so does. It's a little different. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, you can just get it from Dropsy. Um, I think he made a big deal about that with Diamond Eyes. Playing, you switched to an eight string, or at least yeah. they prominently featured um, the eight string and like everything they were doing. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what they're doing now. Yeah. I, I think Chino has a six, but I know Stephen Carpenter has an eight. Um, I forgot that he plays a guitar. Like. Yeah, he started in I think White Pony. I want to say, and. Um, yeah, I think he just doesn't. I don't know if he doesn't all the time, but yeah. you know he'll do it sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't expect people like that to play guitar. Like when I when we when we saw Billy Joel, actually, he, remember, remember he was playing guitar for a song. Yeah, yeah, which is like I didn't expect that. Yeah, you, 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 you you Billy Joel, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, you can, but, but come on, it's, like, it's, it's 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 piano man, not guitar yeah, man. Exactly. You know? um, I wonder if they'll ever release. Is it Eros? Is yeah, this, yeah. I wonder if they'll ever because they. They had actually recorded some stuff. They've right? hinted at it. Yeah, yeah. they they, they record a full album. I'm yeah, pretty sure. and they just won't release it because uh, Chi Chang yeah. obviously passed away. Um, yeah, they've hinted at releasing it before, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, it, it's it's there's really no telling. Like there are just certain ga- there are certain media out there that ju- are just in some ways just lost to time. Yeah, um, but not like irretrievable. I just feel like I don't. I don't see why it would be like. I guess I could understand if they want to release an incomplete project, but I yeah, I thought I remember that as well, where it was either done or like pretty pretty close to done. Like I don't I, I don't I mean I, I, I obviously think it's I don't more of a personal thing with them yeah. or like like in kind of like an artistic creative thing. Like yeah. I I think maybe they were kind of maybe like after cheese accident they kind of wanted to do something different yeah um but i i still still wonder if there's a personal aspect to that where they're like they kind of wanted to you know like i don't know it'd be like um like phil elverham you know not releasing you know a crow looked at me mm-hmm. because it was just too painful to think about yeah and i think you know because i think for some people like i i feel like it was probably cathartic for him to do that you know and to release it yeah but i don't know if that's the same for everybody Sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, can't really say we aren't them. But uh, my, <laughs> yeah. my album of the week, uh, I actually talked about it earlier, too. It's uh, Ithophallic by Niall. There you go. Just my favorite Niall album. I love, li- I, I think it's just so much fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird how brutally heavy it is. Like, those guitars are really beefy on that album. And yeah. uh, I love just the way Niall brings in like those like kind of like um i don't know the exact instruments of it i think something like close to like an oud mm. you know for a couple of those interlude tracks are just like really cool mm-hmm. um yeah super awesome actually they they have a project that is just those world instruments for an album mm. um that i i want to listen to at some point because i i don't know just yeah 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 cool i, I don't know if this is before George Colias joined, but I think it's I think it's after he joined. Yeah. But yeah, really like love that album. One of my favorite death metal albums, definitely. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Uh, we're getting at 55 minutes or a little over that right now. So um, I guess we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, We're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.